0: Time for an Overlook Stock of the Day. Sonic Automotive has been doing quite well, even as many of the auto retailers have given back much of their COVID gains. George Tillis is on the case after an upgrade today. George, it's on our radar. Higher by 2% on a down day for stocks. Why does this company deserve that special attention?
1: Well, I think it deserves attention, O.J., outstanding all the uh, problems a lot of the auto dealers have. And, of course, interest rates, uh, demand for autos, price of autos, all those things that are causing demand for autos to go down. Uh, Sonic Automotive is actually one of these uh, auto dealers that is gaining traction. And I think valuation is really very compelling here and why J.P. Morgan actually moved the needle from uh, neutral to overweight with a $60 price target for Sonic. Uh, by some estimates, uh, they say that uh, Sonic Automotive here is about the sixth largest franchise new car dealership as well as combined used car dealership. They have about 140 new franchised dealerships with which include both uh, luxury automobiles like BMW, for instance, but they also made an acquisition this last year of, uh, uh, of a company called uh, RFJ Auto, which includes uh, uh, automobiles like Jeep, Chrysler-based products as well. So they're broadening out their uh, their base of offerings, but also the used car franchises, uh, which includes of course, uh, selling financing, insurance and so forth. They've got 110 dealerships. And lastly, the, the other thing about their business is they're competing with Carvana, but not in the same sense. Now Carvana, I know a lot of people have talked about Carvana and think it's cheap. It's actually not cheap still. Even though that stock is down, I mean, if you look at that one in the last six months, down 80%. Actually, look year to date, Carvana's down over 90% exactly, because they have a business model that's very expensive. Now, one of the things uh, about Sonic (laughs) that is unique is they're starting to move into and encroach on Carvana's market share, but they actually have centers or locations. They don't deliver right to your door, but they have about 46 uh, pickup centers, again, which is close to the dealership networks, which are also close to their uh, auto auctions as well. And I think that last mile delivery uh, element to the automotive delivery market, car, uh, companies like Vroom and Carvana is very expensive. And I think this is one of the reasons why uh, we can say that these companies are struggling. Whereas we can see Sonic through their Echo Park division has these pickup locations, which are regionally and centralized located near their dealerships and wholesale inventory, it's a much more cost-effective way to deliver uh, cars to the consumer.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, so, uh, regionally, uh, a big player in California. Uh, I, I guess that's what kind of separates some of these retailers is their actual geographic location. That's where some of the heavy e-commerce ones have tried to disrupt, but it seems like it's come at too much of a cost in the case of Carbonic here uh, versus maybe just kind of a more typical uh, approach of an auto dealership, which seems to be working as opposed to all this kind of futuristic, fancy stuff some of the others are trying to do.
1: Yeah, the thing about, you know, this point-to-point uh, movement of vehicles, just think about a car that's located in California and somebody wants to purchase, have it delivered at their house in New York. I mean, that's very costly. So that that doesn't bode well for scalable economics. When you actually have regional pickup centers which again, Echo Park division of uh, of Sonic actually is that becomes more of a scalable way of delivering uh, closer to a direct to consumer based model. And I think that's more of an approach that a lot of the dealerships are probably going to take versus the Carvana point uh, of sale delivery right to the consumer is just too expensive for uh, for one single vehicle. But I think if you look at the company, uh, and the reason being maybe JP Morgan finds it very compelling from a valuation standpoint is the valuation is very compelling. I and mean, if you consider earnings per share on a forward basis relative to the current stock price in the 40s, they're expected to earn in the next four quarters $9.70, which puts its forward multiple around four and a half times earnings. But the other thing is I noticed, OJ, if you were to take a balanced, uh, I guess, basket of uh, auto dealers, including Lithia, AutoNation, CarMax, Uh, And if you look at Sonic, uh, their price to operating cash flow, it's trading around six times that, whereas AutoNation's around six times uh, uh, operating cash. Therefore, you actually see both the stocks trading very similarly, if you will, at least on the last six months basis. We talked about liquidity preference, OJ, from a micro level. Operating cash is really key. And I think this uh, company has proven that it can run a very efficient business despite the fact the gross margins are about 15%, and its net income margin is only about 3%. That's a very thin margin that they're working with, but they're able to, of course, do it at an operationally efficient capacity. And I think that's one of the reasons why this company is getting an upgrade by J.P. Morgan, but also the reason why it is actually performing much better than the traditional large uh, new and, of course, used car uh, dealership company, CarMax, that we're very familiar with. I went and looked at their operating cash, and it was actually negative in the last four quarters, whereas Sonic has been improving. And so I think that's why we're seeing, uh, you know, institutions preferring, even though the automobile market is quite challenged right now, there's still a preference and an investable case for return on equity for those companies that are operationally efficient. And this is one of these names.
0: All right. Okay. So operationally efficient is what it boils down to. Kind of reminds me of our conversation yes. with our guest at the top of the show about small to mid-cap companies and the need to find just basic, straightforward, financially stable businesses. They don't need to be fancy as long as they've got enough of a moat. And it seems like that either regionally or just maybe financially, they stand um, uniquely compared to their peers in a very competitive market. Uh, so, all right, uh, cool. Good stuff, George. Thanks for the deep dive. Sonic, up percent Okay, OJ. You bet. Yes, sir.